Welcome to the Imperfectly Impactful Podcast. My name is Catherine, and I am a proud, high-achieving woman overcoming the relentless pursuit of perfection and weight of people-pleasing. Come with me as we discover how embracing your imperfections can lead to immense growth and enable you to make a difference in your life and the lives of others. From candid conversations to empowering stories, I will guide you to unleash your full potential and craft your unique path to impact. Join me every week as we celebrate imperfection, cultivate self-acceptance, and prove that even the most imperfect journeys can lead to the most impactful destinations. So let's get started. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to the Imperfectly Impactful podcast. I am so excited today because I have a very special person on with me. We met at Powerhouse Women and have been a part of this little mastermind for six months now. It's been a difficult few weeks meeting. We haven't actually gotten to meet and stuff, but we keep up with our text messages and emails. And I'm so excited to have Rel Dixon on. Welcome to the show, Rel. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is so fun. For anyone who doesn't know, this is our first podcast. So I'm so excited to be the one to help you get your name out there, get your story out there and start kind of sharing it with everybody. Yeah, I'm excited too. This is so much fun. So I'll just tell you a little bit about me. I'm I'm Rel Dixon. I'm a multi-passionate human being. That is a new title I've given myself because it's so true. So I am a Christian a wife and a mother. I do work full-time as a dental hygienist. I have so much passion for wellness. You know, that's always been such a big part of my life. And so I decided, you know, after following this program that I've been doing to take care of myself and get myself in a, a healthier position, like mindset-wise, physically, mentally, and following this program for for two years. And I knew last year sometime that God was placing on my heart to just, you're made for more. You're supposed to do more. There's someone you're supposed to, there's someone you're supposed to help. And so I just couldn't figure out what it was. And so, you know, I just tried so many things since then. Um, and just started diving deep and really just started taking action. And like my phrase for all of last year was just clarity comes with action. Just start doing it. You're going to figure it out. The certification for becoming a coach came along for this program that I've been doing. It's called the Master Way. I went all in on it. Actually, like the week of Powerhouse Women was when um, I had my interview the week before that. And they sent me the paperwork to commit during my flight there. And so the day w- that we showed up, I... I went all in and like decided to become certified so that I could honestly just help other women who struggle with nutrition and fitness and mental health to redefine those relationships and get into a better place. Now I'm coaching women through this program and it's been super fun. That's amazing. So I didn't realize you got like the interview and you got the offer on your way to powerhouse women. I didn't realize that mm-hmm. like out of all our car, yep. all of our conversations, I thought it was something like you had like just done, but prior but like nope. that makes the whole weekend even more exciting. So yeah. that was the kickstart. Yeah. That was the catalyst of everything. I was actually, I I went ahead and like went all in on that Friday before we went to the, like the networking event, because I was like, I was afraid that if I didn't commit, then I would change my mind and do something else. <laughs> like, like while I was there. So I was like, I'm going to do this. I can tell people tomorrow. That's what I did. I mean, I wasn't certified yet. And that's so, perfect. Cause I, like I said, I thought you had been doing it at least for a longer than like uh, 12 hours. So, I mean, that's nope. the key about starting and just committing to something is the confidence that comes with it. It's like, I'm doing this, like, this is me now. And you just embodied mm-hmm. it coming in there. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Okay. So talk a little bit more about this program. So what is the program you went through and that you're now coaching for and how has it really changed your life? What we focus on in those first six weeks is um, the first week is really just kind of prep week. So it's really just kind of like 
getting getting like your app set up and like your goal set. And I, I kind of gather a bunch of information about the lifestyle that you're living. Not everybody is the same. Okay. So we kind of just work these fundamentals into your current lifestyles. And then we start intermittent fasting as well. We usually start out with a 12-12 protocol for intermittent fasting. And then I encourage clients to work up to 14 to 16 hours and really just do what like they feel is best uh, to get those those benefits from intermittent fasting. So um, there's a whole lot of other details we can go into about intermittent fasting, but it might take the whole time. The second week, we're still fasting, of course, and we're still focusing on those whole food nutrition choices. But then we start to add in tracking your macronutrients. So this is where key for really learning how much you need to fuel your body to take it out of just the mode of survival and get you into the mode of thriving. Tracking macronutrients, you know, everybody has their own customized macronutrient plan because not everybody needs the same amount of carbs, fat, and protein. So what I train on that week is really the role each of those plays for your body and then how much of it you need. And then we also talk about carb cycling in the macronutrient schedule. And I, whenever I explain this, I know Everybody's like, what is, what does all that mean? I, I do explain all of it. We do low carb days on Monday and Tuesday, and then a higher carb days on, on Wednesday through Sunday. And we do the carb cycling so that we can get your body used to using fat for fuel instead of glycogen or glucose for fuel. So if you are carb cycling and you're limiting those carbs on those lower carb days and you're pairing it with the right workouts, then your body can interchangeably move back and forth between burning sugar or burning fat. So that's how we really kickstart the, the fat burning cycle. Week three, again, so we're still doing all of those things that we were doing in week one and two. Now we're pairing our workouts with the eating schedule. So again, we're pairing high intensity interval training on the low carb day because that's going to deplete your glycogen levels and get you in the fat burning zone. So we pair those on Monday and Tuesday, and then we do strength training with active recovery on the other days where we're having higher carbs because we need those carbs to help build and repair muscle that we're breaking down in the strength training workouts along with the recovery the recovery days like the protein and fat is so important on those days as well and then week four we take on a 24-hour fast you know on all the other days we're focusing on everything that we have already done up to up to the leading up to that point and then really honing in on meeting those macro minimums I tell everybody, I'm like, I want those targets closed because that's, uh, you know, like this is the minimum that you should be eating. It's okay to go over a little bit if you need to, but um, making sure that they're getting enough food, especially before we take on that 24 hour fast. That's the big thing in week four is the 24 hour fast. We get through that. And then on week five, we dive in a little bit more into mindset. I specifically like to go over during the, during the mindset week, talk a lot about gratitude. Um, gratitude is something that took me out of a place of like, I just, I struggled so much with depression and anxiety for for a lot of years um, without being able to identify that that's what it was. And I'll tell you, focusing on gratitude every day has hands down been like the biggest game changer for me. So we focus a lot on that. And then I encourage people to think about what they've done in the past for wellness or like fitness or nutrition that hasn't worked for them and why it hasn't worked for them. And then figuring out for themselves, like how this is going to be different and what we can do to make it sustainable. So mindset in week five, and then in week six, really, it's about putting it all together and keeping it all together and, and you know, kind of establishing that discipline and that consistency. And then we just talk about what it looks like to roll into membership. If you choose to roll into the membership after that, you go into VIP, I call it my VIP goal getter group. The accountability is is so, is so great. And even in that first six weeks, like that's why I love to have, you know, at least like five to 10, 10 women in each round because the accountability and like the, the connection with other women that you get 
it means so much. And it really helps everybody learn more about the overall experience because there's so many different questions. That's huge as far as community and accountability building. That of course unlocks like new features in the program where there's more workouts available and then food is insane. So like the, the access to recipes and guides, snack ideas, all the whole shebang, like you just never have to wonder what could be for dinner that week, which is so cool. So that makes life yeah, easier for a lot of people yeah. who are busy. I mean, most of the women who listen, I mean, you, me, we mm-hmm. are so busy that it's so hard to step back and like truly meal plan. Like I will say mm-hmm. I love meal planning, but sometimes I just don't know what to make. I'm just like, well, what do I want to do? And what what's healthy for me and the right thing? So having that access would make life a lot easier. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. But I will say the one thing you mentioned is intermittent fasting. And I will say that is such a fear of mine because I am a person who gets hangry and my husband knows like, oh, she's like, she needs food. Go give her food. And I have not done it because I'm, I am not stuck in my ways, but is that fear that I, my emotions very rely heavily on my hunger. And like, mm-hmm. that's how I react. So talk a little bit more about this intermittent fasting. Like what's yeah. the concept and idea behind it? How does it really change? Not just you physically, so, but mentally as well. So I was, I was resistant to this too, because I tried intermittent fasting before I, I started the faster way and I hated it because I work out first thing in the morning, you know, like I was like, I need that fuel. I need that fuel. Well, here's the reason why it didn't work for me because if you're not eating enough in your eating window, there's no way you can sustain a fast that long. You have to fuel properly in your eating window in order to be able to sustain that fast. And what you gain from doing intermittent fasting is it, your body goes into autophagy, which is cellular repair. So once you get past the point, I'm going to back up a little bit. When you eat, your body puts all of its you know, energy into digesting that food and pulling out the nutrients and sending that to everywhere it needs to go. Okay. So like, that's its primary deal. Like give it food. Okay. we got to figure out where, where to go, where to put it. So if you are constantly eating and if you're eating like right before bed or, you know, within a certain window before bedtime, then your body is always working super hard to break down that food. It's never at rest. If you have an eating window and a fasting window, then once you get past where your body has digested the food to a certain point, then it can start taking on other functions and other tasks your digestive state, like that gets the rest. So then it can start working on cellular repair. So your body can start going through and finding all the, all the cells that are damaged or broken, or, you know, like maybe they didn't fully form and it starts to fix itself. It's almost claw treatment for like the insides. And then not only um, is it doing the cellular repair, but then it's also going to start using that fat for fuel because it goes into more of a fat burning that's why I always help tell my clients start with a 12, 12, you know? So if you finish eating at eight o'clock at night, then just wait till eight in the morning. And usually, you know, like depending on when people wake up in the morning, I have somebody who wakes four in the morning. So eight o'clock is still a long time away from me, but you know, you can drink your water the first thing in the morning. You can have your coffee, your tea, you know, a drink that's fasting friendly. And then you can easily get yourself to that 12 hour point. But then like, once you start nailing the 12 hours, then you start focusing too on, what you're eating in the other 12 hours. And once you start adding in the right amount of food and the right balance of the carb, fat, and protein, then you can sustain that fast longer because your body isn't wondering like when it's going to get fed again. That's so, amazing. That's a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. It, it makes me feel like how you explain that. I'm like, okay, I really should try this and actually mm-hmm. 
test it out, even just the 12 and 12. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, if I finish eating by eight o'clock at night and my biggest issue, and there's probably others out there as well. My husband works 12 hours a day. So he works from 7 a.m., actually 6.45 in the morning until 7 p.m. at night. So we don't end up eating together mm-hmm. till between that seven and eight o'clock. But it's, we always prep breakfast. So even if like I could convince him to do it with me or if he wants to, mm-hmm. it's the thing of, okay, don't eat that breakfast. Like when you get to work, like try to find time after eight o'clock to eat it because we know mm-hmm. dinner is not going to be eaten until he gets home. Right. And that's kind of where my mind has been is how do we make it work when he works 12 hour days. So it's just adjusting and prepping and doing those meal preps to be prepared for it. And tailoring it to your lifestyle because mm-hmm. that's what works for you. That's the beauty of intermittent fasting. And it doesn't always have to be that same eight to eight. You know, like if you have a weekend event and you know, like you're going to be having a food or drinks until 10, well then you can move it the next day. You know what I mean? So there's this always, you can, it's flexible. Yeah. It doesn't have to always be the same. Oh, I love that. That's so interesting. Thank you for clarifying that because that is something I have not understood myself and I've been so Uh fearful to like even try. So that gives me a lot more clarification and hopefully somebody else as well. But okay, so I want to backtrack a little bit. I know you started this program at a time for you, like you mentioned already, you were high anxiety, depression, things you were working through. What in this program, are there like one or two experiences you had that really helped change who you were and got you to that point on the other side? There's so many, to be honest. So like a little background on my relationship with diet and exercise. I mean, I have been a regular exerciser since I was 15 years old. I used to work out while I was at school. Like I would, I would leave during a planning period where I was an aide and I would go to the gym. I, I always did that because I had this fear of getting fat. I didn't want to get fat. And I always thought it was fat. There was a boy in my high school, actually was like in our friend group. And he was like, you know, you could be really pretty. Like people would even ask you like to me to be a model if you just lost some weight. And so I then was always like comparing myself to plus size models for, I don't even know why. I don't even know why. I didn't like think that it bothered me then, but it did, you know? And so I was always obsessed with making sure I worked out because if I worked out, I wasn't going to get fat. And then if I ate something that I knew was bad for me, somebody's definition of bad for me, then I would punish myself because I would need to outwork the diet, which you can't do. You know, you don't wear that till adulthood. So I was always in this mode, um, you know, from like age 15 to probably, I don't know, my early twenties that I needed to exercise and burn more calories than I ate. That just was not a healthy relationship. It took me a long time to get away from that. Fast forward, motherhood, age 25, had a baby right before my 25th birthday. Again, so worried I was, you know, never going to lose the baby weight. I didn't want to get fat. I ran two miles eight days after I had a baby. Not, no, no, I feel like that's not normal. Um, But, you know, at the time I had myself convinced that that was healthy and that was discipline. And I was getting into a healthy routine of moving my body. Well, but I was also like restricting my food. You know, that kind of carried on through another couple of years of motherhood. And that led me down a road of exhaustion. Um, Anxiety was worse because now I have this human to take care of and keep alive. And I was just so afraid that something bad was going to happen to him. And that I was often on medication for depression, anxiety for, for several years between having him. And then I, then I was going to school full-time and then I had another baby. There's this whole process where I had to work on, you know, saving my marriage because it wasn't in a healthy place. And we went through a lot of like really dark times after my kids were a little bit older and I kind of started to dive a little bit deeper into personal development. 
um, and getting into routines. Like I started to find like these things were, these things were healthy, like working on my mindset and, and identifying like what exactly depression and anxiety. Getting into a little bit more um, of a routine with moving my body and just trying to eat healthier foods, but I still just didn't have like an idea of like how much I was supposed to be eating or, you know, any of that. I just still in that, like, oh, if I outwork my diet, I'll be okay. I won't get fat. And then after, let's see, it was probably like we were near COVID-ish and I was really kind of started paying attention to how I felt and it just wasn't good. And my, my anxiety was through the roof and this was like before the world shut down. And I was like, you know, I really know that, that food is medicine and I, I should be able to feel better if I pay attention to this. And so I tried like Whole30 with my best friend and um, that was just like kind of eating more like whole foods or whatever. And I did, I did feel better, but it wasn't sustainable because I still had no idea how much I was supposed to be eating or like I, if I ate something that didn't align with that diet, um, what was I supposed to do then? So that kind of carried on for a while. In the meantime, I had been diagnosed with some autoimmune disorders. And again, searching for guidance from my physicians, really hoping that they were going to tell me what to do with my food because I knew food was medicine. And they, they wouldn't give me medication to treat the root cause. They would only give me medication to treat my symptoms, which again was depression and anxiety medication, which I had been through a hundred times. I didn't want to get back on that because if you've ever had to take medication for that, you know, it's not one pill fits all, everybody. They all work differently. They all have their own side effects. I tried, I don't know, three or four different And I knew that I should be able to control my anxiety and my depression in another way that was more holistic. I had been watching this other influencer for a while um, who coached the program. And you know, she's telling me like, they'll like tell you how much to eat and how, when to eat it. And you know, they'll give you the meal plans and all the thing. And I was like, okay, you can try this. That is exactly what happened is they taught me what to eat, when to eat it and how to sustain it. Uh, not only like, and I didn't necessarily follow the meal plan because I kind of like wanted to eat what I wanted to eat. I, I just focused on like the macro part of it, like, like truly the energy. And once you, once you give your body enough food to, to support hormone function and your output of energy, then it is, it's such a game changer. And, and honestly, in the midst of when I had started that I've been, I was like 400 and I don't know, 50 days into a, a running streak. I was running every single day because that's how I kind of got back into to daily movement, like, you know, taking care of myself. Like I was thinking I'm doing something healthy for myself. I'm running every day and I'm taking care of my body which I was, because it was kind of therapeutic for me in a time that I wasn't in therapy. But at the same time, it became very unhealthy because it was, it was obsessive for me. And when I was running multiple miles a day and I was never giving myself a break, I just had a time hop picture of myself from, I think it was three years ago today. Uh, it was the day after I had the flu. I had a 24 hour flu bug. I ran the day that I had the 24 hour flu bug. I take some anti-nausea medicine. I got my run in. I tried to be proud of myself for that, but I was also like in the back of my mind, I was like, this is, this is going to have to end. Like, you're going to have to do something here. After I worked the fast way program for, uh, well, I was probably in it like a, a little over a year before I was finally like, you know what? We're going to break up. We're going to break up with this running routine and we're, we're going to end this streak because it's got to end sometime. And like, we need to move on to a healthier place. And once I stopped running every single day, my body stopped being stressed out. And I mean, I'm telling you in two weeks time, all I did different was just like, I was running a few days a week at that point, but I was walking and I leaned out and I had muscle definition. Like I had, I've never had my whole entire life for working out because my body was, was stopped being so stressed and it was stopped working overtime and fight or flight because I was unnecessarily. It's all, it's all your body knew. So yeah. first off, thank you for being so vulnerable. 
because yeah. I know you don't share your full story all the time and you share a lot mm-hmm. on your social media, but thank you for sharing it here because, and this is part of the reason I want to bring you on my podcast is I don't know if you know my story as much, but I did a very similar situation. I was on a streak of over three years and I had ran every single day and it was three to five oh. miles a day. And once a week was eight to 10 miles. And I was eating exactly what I thought was enough. I would not plug in my exercise, but I was tracking my calories and I was doing what I needed per day, not plus the exercise. And I was eating. It wasn't like I wasn't eating, but I wasn't fueling my body with enough. And I was seven days a week, nonstop. And I didn't see a difference. I thought I was being taking care of my body. I was moving it. I was healthy. I stretched. I did strength. I ran everything you think you need to do, but I got obsessive to where my family was concerned. And I was like, you guys are crazy. You're stupid. No, like it's fine. My body's fine. I have the energy. I'm getting three, four hours of sleep at night because of work, but I still get up in the morning at 3.34 in the morning and I'm doing my hour to two hour workouts depending on what it was. And when I stepped back, it was during COVID actually for me. I did it at the beginning of COVID. I started a new job that wouldn't even allow me. I couldn't work out. My energy was zapped from everything going on. And I stopped running for almost two years. I would go on walks, but like I didn't run at all. And it was crazy, the change. Now, during that time, I was going through other stuff that was not healthy. So I had almost like flip-flopped it thinking, oh, I'm just going to go drink and hang out with people and just eat whatever I want to. And I just kind of stopped doing a lot of stuff. But in those two years of doing that, I also realized where my body had been and how bad I had been treating it ultimately. Even though I thought it was good, it was not good and it wasn't healthy. And so today I can now say my body is much better. And I have that definition that you're talking about. It's not just lean, but it's still lean. It's not what it was where I was a stick and a twig. So I look back at my pictures now from 2019 to end of 2020. I can't look at those pictures anymore, but that was me. That's just what I thought was who I needed to be and what I wanted to be in my body. So it's just interesting to hear your story. And I know we're not the only ones that go through that and think it's the right Mm -hmm. thing to do. But it's amazing the places, the people, these programs out there that can start helping you make little changes like this that you can put and implement into your life that ultimately a year for you, you know, into the program, or it could be a couple months, it could be a couple years for someone to actually see the changes and start mentally finally understanding what the impact can be. Yeah, And the power of lifting heavy weights is, that was the other thing is I was always resistant to do that because I was afraid. You know, I go back to like that boy who thought I was fat. Well, and he didn't ever, he didn't say I was fat. Okay. He, you know, if I lost some weight, I could be really pretty. Right. If I lost some weight, I could be a model. Well, in my mind too, if you lifted weights, that made you bulky. You look like a dude, you know, whatever. I didn't want that. So I would never lift the weights or I'd like, you know, I'd get my five pound weights and like think that I was doing something. Well, no, that's, that's not true. Your body is unique to you and it's building muscle that burns fat. So like mm-hmm. that changes your body composition so much I, I probably weigh more now than I ever did when I was when I thought I was fit the definition I have in my muscles and like how I feel in my clothes is so different like there's a different level of confidence there but it never had that before it's the so better confidence it's the good confidence a hundred percent so thank you again because that's like I said it was like half of it is that I relate so much to your story and I know there's others out there that probably do as well I would love to let people know how to connect with you how can they contact you get into the programs ask questions all of that stuff please let everyone know what's the best way to get in touch yeah I um okay so I'm on Instagram be well with underscore Ralph 
And that's, so that's my Instagram. I'm Rel Dixon on Facebook. And then be well with Rel at gmail.com is my email. I also my website. So as far as like getting signed up for my program, probably put my registration link in your, in your notes. Um, or you can find it on my website too. The same with like my Instagram link tree. I, put, I try to put it everywhere. I also, I just started doing this. I'll have like a free console available on my website so that people can just schedule a 15 minute. Is this for me? What do you do kind of thing? Instead of just me flooding them with email information, because it can just be a lot. So <laughs> all of those things. I love it. No, this is perfect. Yes. So everything will be in the show notes, all those links for registration, cool. the little free 15 minute consult calls. Definitely. If you have questions, probably the best way to get your answer will be yes. to contact her directly with those calls. I think it's very different when you're in person versus email. There's just a, mm-hmm. you get to feel the connection and the energy and if it's the right thing for you. So, well, Ralph, thank you so much for being on here. I appreciate it. I learned so much. I know many others probably did too, but thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Yes. Thank you for joining us today. If you know someone who could benefit from my message or our guest, don't hesitate to share this episode with them. Together, we can create a supportive community that embraces imperfection and is learning what makes us truly impactful. So until our next episode, keep celebrating your imperfections and cultivating self-acceptance. I believe in you.